Personality Matters is brought to you by WorkStyle, the lightweight app that teaches employees how to identify, understand, and connect with the different personalities around them in just five minutes of fun training a day. Make your customers love working with you and your employees love working for you with WorkStyle. Visit work.style to learn more or to request a demo. And now, here's the host of Personality Matters, Sheila Lothian. Hi there, and welcome to Personality Matters. I'm Sheila Lothian. It was a long time coming, but we are finally back in a pretty healthy job market. By all accounts, it's looking pretty good, and that means that people are starting to look at their jobs and look around and think, oh, maybe there's something better out there for me. And at the same time, employers are hiring again. And all of that means interviews. And of course, interviews can be very, very stressful and fear-inducing for everybody involved. It's true for the interviewer and the interviewee. But with a little understanding of personality, interviews can go a lot better on both sides of the desk. And to help you have a better interview or be a better interviewer, with me here is Melissa Moore, Mattersite's Chief People Officer and Personality Guru. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Sheila. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So one reason that interviews are so scary, in addition to just what is on the line when you're interviewing for a job, is the fact that you're meeting somebody whose personality you know nothing about. You know, you can do research on a company or a person. You can look them up on LinkedIn. You, you know, if you're the employer, you've got a resume in front of you. But that tells a very small part of somebody's story and doesn't give you at least to the untrained eye, does not give you a lot of information about their personality. But actually, interviews are a great place to see personality. Uh, tell us why that's the case. They really are, Sheila. It's interesting. So with the behavioral model, there's six different personality styles and the communication preferences and how they behave. But there's something that happens in an interview that makes these style announcements even more pronounced. There's something called distress, and distress is when things are important, when they're uncertain, when they're unknown, all the different things that we think of when you're in an interview. It's not upset. If you're upset, you're in distress. But if you're in distress, it's just an indicator, again, that things are important, they're uncertain, they're unknown. So when someone comes in for that interview, we hope that they're in some kind of distress because it should be important to them. So we'll see personality manifest itself in their answers and how they interact with you. Mm -hmm. And probably true for the interviewee as well. It is a situation in which I find myself in distress. It is. It's on both sides of the table because both of you, it's important. Right. It's important for you as the interviewer to find the right person for the right fit for the organization. Yeah. You don't want to be the one that gives that final thumbs up and the person doesn't work out. Yeah. So it is just as important on both sides of the table. Yeah. You can be in a good kind of distress. If something is important, you can be excited about it. You can be happy about it. You cannot be feeling upset or scared, but you're still in a state where those personality advertisements are going to be amplified. As a little bit of a trivia for you on that positive side of distress, it's actually called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. Hans Selye coined that phrase to describe that positive, that same kind of it's important, a surprise party in your connector and all your friends have gathered. 
That's you stress because you feel so very, very special. You stress. I like that. Well, in interviews, people probably are not in a lot of you stress. <laughs> They're probably true. in distress unless they get the job on the spot, which is you stress for sure. So in an interview, where are the moments where you're going to really see these particular advertisements come out? Like what, what do we want to be really tuning into? And I, and it's difficult in an interview because you're thinking about so many things, whichever side of the table you're on, you're trying to field questions and process them. Um, you're trying to listen for the answers and, you know, you're thinking, does this person match up with what we're looking for in this candidate? So there's a lot going on in your mind. And to add a layer of, and you want to focus and find out somebody's personality style may be tough. But I think maybe if you're listening at the right moments for the right things, it's pretty easy. What are a couple of kind of spots? So there's two different ways I'm going to answer your question. The first is really, how early on can you identify their personality style so you can adjust your interviewing tone for the rest of the interview? I think that that's really key up front because you also want to take the person and put them into less stress than more stress. Mm -hmm. So identifying personality style early will help with that. One of the things that I do is I make sure I start off with some kind of personal question because I need their language. It can be as simple as, hi, how are you today? But for some styles, such as organizers, that can just be a ritual. So you won't get much data from them. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask, you know, where are you from? How long have you lived here? Uh, if they're a recent graduate... How did you pick your university? Mm -hmm. uh, something that they can answer that they're the expert on, which is something personal. It's something about them. That will typically give me a good insight. It can be as simple as, how did you find out about Mattersite? Because that organizer will talk about the process. That connector will be like, oh, one of my good friends works here. I was with some friends and I heard about your company. Mm -hmm. And the the advisor is probably going to talk about the company's reputation, maybe. Yes. And like very that. interesting because today with such great websites such as Glassdoor, people do go out and take a look at your company and they will reference what other employees have had to say. Mm -hmm. So early on, if I can identify that personality, then I know how to start the interview and hopefully help put the candidate at ease. But even at ease, the questions, when I ask something about their experience, I'm going to get it in their language. So if I ask an organizer uh, about their last job, they're going to walk me through the history of the different roles that they had and their different responsibilities. They're going to be very specific in that. If I ask a connector that same question, they're going to talk about the teams they worked on, the people, how the experience felt. Both organizers and connectors are very goal-oriented, which is something, you know, when I'm interviewing that I, I would like to see from candidates, but how they describe that goal will be different. It's that kind of language that you can really begin to make a difference. Yeah. So for someone doing the interview, it's helpful to identify personality, not just because it allows you to put that candidate at ease and you're just going to have a better conversation with them, but a way of drawing out information that you need to know in a more detailed way or just learning things about that candidate that you might not otherwise 
the things that we can listen for for an organizer, they'll over-detail, over-specify. They'll use more words. They'll give you very lengthy, wordy responses when they're in a lot of distress. Advisors will find the flaw. This is why I'm sure you've had this happen. You'll be sitting in with a candidate, and they'll say something about their former employer. And I'm always a little surprised when people do that, but it's a natural reaction for the advisor because they're explaining why it's the right decision Mm -hmm. to leave their current employer. Mm. So it's really part of their process. Yeah. And it isn't necessarily a personal piece. It's just, this is how they're justifying. This is in their mind. This is the reason the values that they hold were inconsistent and they want you to know that. And so really, really helpful to understand what an advisor is all about. Because then when you hear that as somebody doing the interview, you're not going to have a negative impression potentially of somebody who's who's talking about their employer, but it's just their way of sharing, of sharing and of meeting their own personality need. Another interesting clue early on in an interview will be when you're interviewing a connector. So you might come in, maybe you're running a couple minutes late or you spill your coffee they'll apologize for that. Mm -hmm. They'll make sure you're okay before the interview starts. And again, it's their way of dealing with their distress, Mm -hmm. but other styles won't do that. Yeah. And so, you know, the connector, you give them a good warm smile back and say, you know, I'm just glad that we have this time to get to know each other. Yeah. That'll put them right back on the right track. Yeah. What about an original candidate? What do we look for in them? These are the folks that, in distress, they struggle and try hard. So on some of the questions that you ask, if they're requiring lengthy answers or real in-depth answers, they may just kind of not put, uh, well, um, you know, uh, well... uh, they're they're just not going to sound as structured mm-hmm. because what they're looking for is like, this is just kind of hard. Can't we just have a simple conversation? Yeah. Keep it lighthearted and they're great communicators and, and they'll get their point across well. But if you ask them something very specific, very long in answer, it just, it isn't fun anymore. And so we'll hear that struggle try hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it really, really helps to spot that personality and reduce that distress right away. Then you're going to be able to clear away some of those biases, understand where certain behaviors are coming from, and really start to listen to, does this candidate have what we need? And how will they fit here? And it's not even will they, but what can we do as an employer if we decide to take this person on to give them an environment that they're going to thrive in? And there are all kinds of ways to do that, which we can get into in later episodes. But it's really, really a valuable tool when you're interviewing somebody. There are two things in particular that we want to watch for. One is often the interviewer's will see the distressed behavior of the other person and be very unforgiving about it. Mm-hmm. And so I know for us in our debriefs, it's always very helpful to know what to dismiss and what not to dismiss. Right. You know, is it something that may impact their ability to perform or is it just jitters of, of being in the interview? I think the other place that's really, really key. So each of the personalities has just incredible, magnificent strengths but each style has a weakness. So in the interview process, what I try to do is I want to interview towards that weakness. I want to find out how mature someone is in handling that. Mm. So for example, we know an organizer in times of distress find it very, very difficult to delegate. So if I'm looking for a project manager or a team lead, it's really important that they actually know how to delegate. And when things 
get piled up that they're very efficient at it. So I will probe to see, you know, how do they handle that situation when they know they should delegate, but they don't feel comfortable. So we may talk about that. We may talk about something as simple as their interpersonal skills when there's conflict. So an organizer does not want to necessarily share personal feelings about how a conflict makes them feel. However, it's really important if they're dealing with a connector. So you're going to want to probe on those kinds of areas. You know, for an advisor, they can become so focused on the flaw, they're almost become argumentative. Their job is to vet the decision for the organization. So when they sound argumentative, it's just that they're trying to get to the truth, if you will. So how mature are they at recognizing when to stop that line of questioning, Mm -hmm. when to take it offline? You know, how's the mature way to handle that? Don't give up on your values or beliefs, but are you in the appropriate situation? Mm -hmm. How do you demonstrate the right behaviors? So those are the kinds of areas that I, I probe in with an advisor. For a connector, they're hardwired to avoid conflict. They're harmonizers. They want people to get along. Well, as a manager, how do they push to get a decision made? How do they stand up apart from the group? Or how do they handle conflict on their team? These are the questions that are more important to me than how they did it on the positive side in their last job. Right, because that's where you're really tested in in any job is when things, it's easy to, to shine when things are easy and when they're going well, but it's when things get a little tough that you really are tested. And it's so wonderful that with this knowledge, you can get a good sense of it before you've made the decision, you've made the hire, and it's much more difficult to change course then. This is something that can at least give you a little window into that. So you're making better decisions. And we know that people really don't change who they are. Your personality is your personality. So if there's conflict in an interview, there's going to be conflict when they come to work for you. Now, let's switch to the other side of the desk. It's a little easier, potentially, for the interviewer. He or she is the one who's asking the questions. So to specifically ask questions that are going to elicit some personality cues and and advertisements, how do you do that when you're the interviewee? How do you spot the personality of somebody who's interviewing you? Because some of the same things are going to apply. That person, as we discussed, is in a certain amount of distress, even though they're in the position of power and they're not the one looking for the job. But how, as an interviewee, can you use this information to kind of make things go better, whether for yourself or just in the conversation? I think that the use of social media is absolutely fabulous for a candidate because they can look up the people that they're going to interview with and glean some tidbits from a LinkedIn profile or another source that really will help them figure out a little bit of something about the person. I just interviewed somebody and I was thrilled when I walked in and I said, before we get started, do you have any questions for me? And she said, well, I've read a couple of your blogs. And so I just have one question, if you don't mind. And she immediately went to something that clearly I had spent time on, something that I felt was important. And no matter what your personality style is, something like that is going to hit. Yeah. For the connector, it means that you actually saw me as a person. For the organizer, you spent the time to research ahead of time, which is very responsible. For an advisor, this is important to me. Clearly, it's important to you. Mm-hmm. And for the original, how cool. Let's just chat. Let's just talk. Yeah. So it really can help first to set it up like that. 
Because then you'll put your interviewer at ease. Right. And then you're not trying to, on the spot, in addition to listening and answering and all of the things that you have to be on top of as when you're sitting there being interviewed, you've done that work ahead of time. And again, if you can, even in just that first moment of connection, meet that personality need and put that person across from you, remove their distress, things are just going to go better. And you check that box. And you're right. Social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, these are all such gifts when we talk about personality because that's language. Even at somebody's, you know, one sentence description on LinkedIn gives, there's going to be probably a clue in there particularly on LinkedIn, where you do the best profiles. And I think most people interviewing now are pretty attentive to that page. We all know that's kind of where you need to go. And there's descriptive stuff in there and how somebody structures it, what they say, what they think is important to include. All of that's going to give you clues as to their personality. And then you can kind of go in forewarned and forearmed. A tip when you're looking at that LinkedIn profile, who does it remind you of? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because then you know how to adjust your language. And that's such a good way to approach it. It's hard when it's kind of a concept and theoretical and remote. But if you can figure out who the original is in your life, figure out the connector. Is your mom a connector? Is your boss a connector? Find the advisor in your life. Find, you know, think of the person who likes to play the devil's advocate or likes to get into an argument every now and then or is really committed to a cause. And we all have people like that in our lives. Those are probably advisors. Think of the organizer in your life, the person who's always got a plan and who lives by her list and sends you an email with a bunch of bullets in it. Connect that person to the person whose LinkedIn page you're looking at. And that's going to help you think of how you would talk to that person Conduct yourself that way with the person across from you in the interview. And like every other situation in life, the conversation's going to go a little better. You're going to take them out of their distress and things will proceed more smoothly. Sheila, I think you just framed that wonderfully. I think there's one other thing I'd, I'd like to add to that is that it's very common for people to use behavioral interviewing as their interview style within their organization. And behavioral interviewing is how do you behave in a certain situation? How did you behave? They subscribe to that the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior. With personality, it's not behavioral interviewing. It's really about what makes this person tick? How are they hardwired? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? How will they complement our culture within our own company. So it's just an important distinction, I think, for people Mm -hmm. to see the difference between the two. Right. And there really is no wrong answer to how will they fit in with the culture. The answer is everybody can. And the more you understand somebody's personality style, the better you're able as an employer to kind of accommodate it, fit it in, understand what they need and how to give it to them. We do get that question a lot. You know, what style should I interview for? Mm -hmm. What style of person should I bring in for a specific job? And there isn't a direct correlation. So many of us interface with customers all day long Mm -hmm. or other colleagues. We don't know what personality those customers are going to be, Mm -hmm. which means you can't have a one-for-all solution. Mm -hmm. So I look across, say, our implementation services team, and I see advisors, organizers, originals, connectors, You know, I look across ops, I see that same distribution. And I think we become a better company for it, more Mm -hmm. innovative. Mm -hmm. 
but I need to understand how to interview with them in order to make that successful. Right. Yep. All right. So interviews, they don't have to be that scary and they don't have to be that unknown. They can actually go a little bit better. If you're an interviewer, how do you use personality to make that go better? Ask a question that the person across from you is an expert on. It can be as simple as, how did you get here today? Or where did you grow up? Or how did you hear first hear about our company? That's going to take them out of the distress and that's going to relax them and you're going to start hearing those personality advertisements. And that, as the interviewer, is going to give you some insight into what makes them tick, what they need, what they're interested in. It's going to give you a good sense of how they're going to perform in challenging situations and how if you, as you just said, if you do end up taking this person on, how can you make this an environment that they're going to really thrive in? And then as an interviewee, do your homework. Take a look at the company's website. Take a look at the person. If you know the person who you're going to be interviewing with, take a look at their LinkedIn page, their social media posts. Figure out who they remind you of. And that's going to help you go into that interview more relaxed, feeling a little more in control. And again, better conversation, better outcome. Thanks for listening to Personality Matters. This is Sheila Lothian. Please join us again next time when we talk a little bit more about where, when, and why personality matters. And if you liked what you hear, subscribe. You can do that at mattersite.com slash podcast, or you can do it on iTunes. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Personality Matters with Sheila Lothian. To learn more about the power of positive personality connections, visit us online at mattersite.com.